Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. I appreciate you joining us. 9 o'clock hour broadcasting live here from the DriveHuber.com studios. Reminder, take us anywhere in the world, 1075thefan.com. You can stream there, podcast, also download the app. It's absolutely free. All that at 1075thefan.com. All right, let's go on out to the Payless Liquors Hotline. Field Yates of ESPN, uh, nice enough to join us here on this Monday, reacting and then obviously previewing the two games later today. Field, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you today? I'm doing well, gentlemen. Hope the same to both of you on uh, the third of three straight doubleheader days in the NFL. Very exciting times right now for the postseason. Oh, can't wait. Cannot wait. Obviously, what happened in Buffalo had to be postponed. We'll get to them here uh, in just a second. But what we saw from the weekend, you had like C.J. Stroud, young quarterback, Jordan Love, young quarterback. We saw that in Dallas last night. Is that the storyline or is the overall storyline what happened in Dallas to the Cowboys or maybe the hopelessness with the Miami Dolphins? There's some good and there's some bad. How do you see it? Yeah, I like to wake up uh, on Monday mornings and bring some delight to people's weeks. So I'll focus on the positive right now with the two young quarterbacks. And I wouldn't go so far as saying that we have a changing of the guard. But uh, there was a long stretch, nearly two decades, where in the AFC specifically, as you guys know well, it was just Peyton or Tom. And that was going to be the quarterback and the team that was going to be most likely representing the AFC. And either the conference championship game or often the Super Bowl as well and I don't know that we necessarily are ready to declare that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are not going to be a favorite most every season but it feels like we could be in this era of competitive balance in the AFC I think there's a real shot that the four final quarterbacks standing in the AFC will be CJ Stroud, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and I would say that each of those fan bases would feel like right or wrong that their quarterback is the very best out of those four and then in Green Bay guys I mean there are a lot of different ways to slice and dice the, the ascension of Jordan Love. I'll just say this, is that uh, it's very easy for us, uh, and this is definitely the era that we live in, uh, to decry the merits of a pick or to uh, come down hard on an organization for a, a decision that in the moment feels like a mistake. Uh, but what the Packers have accomplished and the patience that it required and probably the fortitude that it required mentally from their front office to both – trade up in the first round to take Jordan Love when you had a quarterback who had just won his third and eventually his fourth NFL MVP in Aaron Rodgers to stand by that decision, never waver, and probably spend a lot of time listening to people like us telling them, telling them, meaning the Packers, that they're a bunch of idiots and they are about to waste, uh, you know, another first round pick. I mean, uh, sometimes playing the long game is an important step in the NFL and a front office is constantly trying to win now while also sustaining success going forward and um, you know huge credit to the Packers for finding a player in Jordan Love who looks like he is going to be the kind of guy that can keep them in the NFC playoff mix for a long time. He's the great Field Yates. He's with us here on the Payless Slickers Hotline. Field apologies if my Josh Downs fantasy football advice for you late in the year didn't get you over the hump. Oh, you came through, KB. You you told me when to when to press you you told me when I should have my foot on the gas pedal and when I should stand down and instead pivot elsewhere but uh what a great i mean a great first half fantasy wise for josh who obviously is going to be a 
real keeper for this team for quite some time. He certainly is. Field Yates, of course, fantasy focus all over ESPN, first draft podcast. Now we get into draft season as well. Um, a fan t- tossed this question to me over the weekend field, so I'll kind of throw it y- y- your way. Uh, let's say you're your expansion team GM right now. You pick any quarterback in the NFL. How many QBs you taking over CJ Stroud? Uh, I was I've done this exercise. Uh, I can't remember the exact form. I think it might have been at work recently, and the list was not much longer than five. And you know there are healthy conversations surrounding basically every player when you factor in age. I'm assuming that people are not factoring in contract right now because CJ, even as the second overall pick, which pays him some. Nine million or ten million bucks a year, almost. That's still a tremendous value, right? That's twenty percent of what the going rate of a top quarterback is these days. But you know, I think Patrick Mahomes has earned the right to be number one in that conversation and will be for quite some time, given his resume. But it's Patrick Mahomes, it's Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. You know, I think that the conversation Joe Burrow is included in that conversation as well. And then I think that CJ right there is sort of in the mix. You know, guys like Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott, who that one seems a little flimsier after what happened yesterday, but Dak was terrific for much of this year. That's the kind of air that C.J. Stroud is already breathing. And if I forgot, Justin Herbert, you know, guys like that, I'm sure there are a couple others on the periphery, and you're trying not to be a prisoner of the moment, but with C.J., I think what stands out is, like just the poise, right? I mean, if you had told me that was his first game on a Saturday afternoon in the playoffs, I would have told you no way. He just seems so remarkably calm. And he's a young player, too. Like, we're in this draft, upcoming draft cycle that uh, is going to have, I think, at least one quarterback who's going to go in the top five, maybe even the top three, and Jaden Daniels, who I absolutely love from LSU. I think the guy has a real case as the second-best quarterback in the entire draft. And this is not a knock on Jaden, but he's you know he's 23 already. Like he's got some real experience underneath his belt as a five-year college player. You know, CJ played three years at Ohio State, one year as a backup. Like the amount of uh, poise and the amount of experience that it seems like he has for a guy who really hasn't played that much ball relative to other quarterbacks that we're talking about in that conversation, to me, really stands out. I mean, just go back to that Colts game from last Saturday, and they get behind the chain so often on that final drive. I mean, they just shredded the Browns' defense. Stroud delivered. And, again, that's that's the Browns' defense. It's not some joke of a unit by any means. Again, Field Yates with us. Uh, The first draft, one of my favorite listens, him and Mel Kuyper Jr. Coming out today. Coming out today? Awesome. Uh, That's great. Not not, not only are we coming out today with a new one, but if if you're sitting at home with, with the kiddo and it's not nap time, Two o'clock on Mondays, we're going to start making our TV debuts. So uh, if you're really you go. feeling like you want some draft content, 2 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN2. We'll have a lot of fun there. I love what I'm hearing with that. All right, 15 overall for the Colts. Um, you've thrown out some wideout names, certainly, on uh, this this year's edition of First Draft uh, here in recent weeks. Uh, let's throw out a wideout in 15 in that general range, if you don't mind, and then maybe a defensive player you like because I still think edge rusher is a need for this team moving forward yeah it's like the Colts had a lot of guys who are solid edge rushers right guys who could have you know generate somewhere between like six and ten or so sacks in a, in a given year but it feels like that dominant pure pass rusher is probably still not on the right. roster at this present moment at least in his current form wide receivers I think you're going to be uh you're, you're going to be out of luck if you're looking for hoping for anybody uh named Marvin Harrison Jr. Malik Neighbors and Roma Dunze from, of course, Ohio State, LSU, and Washington, respectively. That next tier of wide receivers, though, is terrific. 
I think Keon Coleman is probably the name that people should be most familiar with. It's in that 15 or so range. Played at Florida State after transferring from Michigan State. So we might be familiar with some Colts fans in Big Ten country. Uh, I, I would I, I make the joke often that um, Keon could give the Pacers some minutes uh, at power <laughs> forward. I, I hadn't made it specific to the Pacers, but uh, I bet Rick Carlisle would love having him on this roster as well because uh, the guy can absolutely he can run and he can jump. He's uh, probably the best 50-50 ball player amongst all the wide receivers at the top of the heap in this year's draft class. 25% of his catches this year were turned into touchdowns. He actually did play, by the way, basketball uh, his freshman season at Michigan State. So he has a legit hooper. Um, you know, the production relative to catches and yards wasn't quite the same as uh, those other three receivers that are going to go a little bit higher. But that's in part because, as we know, Florida State was a defensive team this year, but Coleman uh, if he has the kind of combine that I anticipate he could have, which could be, you know, running a really strong floor at 40 and jumping out of the gym, is probably in that, you know, maybe 12 to 13 range, 15 if things don't shake out in his favor. Uh, and then defensively, you know, the edge rusher class uh, has a couple of players at the top of it that I think are both excellent, both very different types of players. Leatu Latu is from UCLA. Uh, he actually transferred from Washington, where at one point, guys, he was medically retired because of a neck injury. Uh, and actually shades of Jalen Phillips, now of the Miami Dolphins, who transferred from UCLA to Miami. He was medically retired at UCLA, ends up returning, somehow goes to Miami, gets the medical clearance. Same thing happened with Lea Tulatu. Uh, best pure pass rusher right now in the country, uh, in the class. Athletically, not the same level, though, as a guy like Dallas Turner from Alabama, who, as you guys know, Alabama every year is turning out two, three, four, five potential first-round picks. And on defense, Turner had a terrific season this year. Somebody had to fill the Will Anderson void. He did a good job of doing exactly that. He's a freak athletically. I mean, this guy could play edge rusher. Uh, he plays snaps and stand-up inside linebacker. You know Nick Saban, uh, who, of course, capped off an incredible career, loves his versatility amongst defensive players. So if you're looking for the guy that all you need him to do is just make life miserable for opposing offensive tackles, Leia Tulatu is the one. If you're, he, may, he may not be there, by the way, at pick 15, but uh, depending on how things shake out with the offensive tackles, of course the quarterbacks and, uh, and wide receivers, then uh, certainly one of those two players could be there for the Colts. The big thing that Indianapolis wants in this year's draft uh, at 15, unless they plan to move up, which we know will be very expensive, is they want J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix, Michael Penix to all have terrific weeks uh, in Indianapolis and have a great pre-draft process. Because while I don't so think good. that any of those guys is a lock to be a top 15 pick, I think there is a scenario in which any of them could be a top 15 pick. If they kind of woo the various coaches and scouts of teams that are kind of in that weird purgatory territory for quarterbacks, whether it's the, the Raiders or whether it's, the Broncos, who don't seemingly have the long-term answer on their roster, those quarterbacks move up the board. It's only going to help the Colts, who will uh, be the beneficiaries for guys sliding down just a few spots. Field Yates with us just quickly. Bill Steelers, Eagles, Bucks today. How do you think those games shake out? Any strong opinions on the games coming up later today? I think Buffalo takes care of business at home. They found something, you know, it hasn't always been pretty down the stretch, but they have uh, found something. I just, you know, the weather we'll see, I, you know, looks like it's going to be uh, less of an issue than it would have been yesterday, obviously, but I, I wouldn't say this is playing inside. Uh, this is not being, uh, this is not Lucas oil uh, accommodations right now. 
Uh, I think I think they win. And then tonight, guys, gosh, I'd love to tell you I had a strong feeling on the Bucks and the, and the Eagles. I think the Eagles have more talent top to bottom, but they are reeling right now. Wouldn't surprise me if Tampa finds a way with no A.J. Brown for Philadelphia. And Jalen Hurts is off the injury report, but dealing with a, uh, you know, a thumb issue doesn't seem ideal for a quarterback. So I think Tampa finds a way uh, to put Philly's season to an end. Again, first draft, that is the podcast. Must listen coming out later today. Field Yates, Mel Kuyper Jr., draft season right around the corner. Field, thank you, my man. Hopefully uh, we'll run in, run into each other here at the Combine uh, in about a month and a half. Safe flights are booked. Can't wait already.